Welcome back to Mishnah Yomi. Today we're moving right along with Sechlis de Mai, Perik Dalit, Mishnah Beis, and Mishnah Gimel. Hamadis Chaver Shach Ledslo. We have a wonderful friend. He says to Reuven, says to Shimon, Reuven's Namarat, and Shimon is not Namarat. Reuven says to Shimon, if you don't come and join me for the pseudo, the meal of my child, of my, the wedding of my child, then you cannot have any sort of pleasure from me. I'm taking a Neder Hanna. You can't have any Hanna from my possessions. But again, Reuben is not believed in Maestros. However, Shimon can still come and eat with him, eat the meal of Alphish and Amam and Al Maestros, even though generally Reuben is not believed in Maestros. So long as Reuben says, This week, because I knew you were coming and I kind of forced you to come, otherwise I took a Neder Hanna against you, that you can't have an Hanna from me. This week he is believed, he is believed, and he can come and eat with him. And the reason for that is because if he didn't come, if he didn't come, it would cause a lot of animosity. He didn't show up to his friend's wedding, and his friend was so excited for him to come. He said, if you don't come, you're not, you can't have any hanaf from me. So in order to prevent animosity from growing between them, we allow him to rely on his friend's word. Although normally we wouldn't believe on it. We wouldn't rely on it. But the second week, the second week, even though he took a neder hana, again a week after the wedding already took place, when it's not as joyous, not as festive, he asked to take meiser before he eats from it, and the reason for that is because, because uh, it's less animosity, it's less joyous. People already stop showing up by the later sheva brachas. We all know it's not as exciting, and people don't get as insulted when someone doesn't show up to sheva brachas as if they don't show up to you know the wedding in the first week, and therefore the person has to take off the, pro- the appropriate trumas and maestras. Mishnah Gimel is fascinating, and that's as follows. The diff- there's a couple of differences between taking off actual truma and maestra and all that stuff when it's from tevel than when it's from demai. And one of the cases, one of the differences is that. That trumas, the meiser rishon of demai does not actually go to the levi, and the reason for that is as follows. Whereas when it comes to truma, truma doesn't belong to the kohen; it belongs to shevik kahuna, meaning it belongs to the tribe of the tribe, the entity of the kahuna. And any kohen who comes gets it first. He's zochet it, but it doesn't actually belong to a particular kohen, and, and therefore it doesn't either belong to the owner. Meiser is different. Meiser Rishon, which goes to the Levi, belongs to the actual Levi, and it's his money, and he can do what, what, what he wants with it. So whereas Truva belongs to Shevik Kahuna, and there's actually, it's, it's prescribed how exactly the Kohen is allowed to use it. You can't just go and wantonly destroy it. In fact, Pesach's coming up, and there's a whole discussion. What if you have Truma left over, and it's Erev Pesach. Are you allowed to burn it? How are you allowed to burn it? And in fact, we extend an extra hour beyond when one's allowed to normally eat Chametz. There's an extra hour for one to eat the Truma, because we want to prevent destruction of Truma. Truma is much, there's a certain sanctity to it. You can't just go and destroy. You have to mishmeres guard the truma. Meiser is different. Once the levy gets the meiser, it's his. He could do what he wants with it. It's his money. And since it's considered money, so the rules are very different. Whereas when it comes to truma, it doesn't belong to the the farmer. It he happens to have it happens to be in his possession. He has to facilitate it getting to the coin. Meiser is different because it's money. We apply the principle of hamotzi mechavera olavarai. That anytime one person is trying to remove someone else's money from their possession, the burden of proof that it's theirs is on them. If I and it's very clear. It's, it's intuitive. It's logical. If I walk over to you and say, "Hey, give me that basketball. It's mine," what do you say? Well, prove it. It's on me to prove that it's my basketball, not on you, because you're Mosek, you're holding it. So too here as well. If the Levi, in this case, the Levi 
wants to get this Maiser, it's up to him to prove he has to prove that it's his. And since Levim cannot prove that the Maiser was never separated originally, because we're t- talking about a case of Demai, where it's only a suffix, therefore the Levi can never actually prove that it belongs to him, so the, the owner can keep it. The owner of this Demai can keep it, so all he has to do, therefore, is designate it, that, it, that it's Maiser Rishon, but then he can keep it for himself. The discussion of this mission is going to be how far does the designation have to go? So far that when it comes to my son, he doesn't even have to call it a name on it. He can just, it's just, it is, it's, it's belonged to him because it's always going to belong to him. He doesn't have to call a name on it. And therefore, you're not going to end up having it. And you don't, it's all good and well. He has to still designate it and say, this part is going to my son, but he doesn't have to actually separate it because, again, there's no way to prove that it really is Maestro Ani because you have to find the original owner and he has to, you know, and believe him that he did separate or did not separate. And therefore, Amotz Mechavero, all of Araya. I wish everyone a wonderful day.